Hey guys, thanks for joining the Radiate Church podcast today. I'm Brandon, the lead pastor here at Radiate, and I'm honored that you jumped in to hear this message. I hope that it challenges you, inspires you, and leads you to the life God intends. Enjoy the message. Hey guys, good morning. Good morning. Such a different scene today. Uh, Chris, uh, Pastor Chris, just finished up worship for us in uh, such a powerful way. Uh, did such an amazing job there. I know you're refreshing your streams uh, so that you can get the teaching here and you're starting to jump on right now. And uh, we did it this way on purpose. I'll explain that in just a moment why we wanted to do it this way. Um, but I just want to say to Chris, uh, media, uh, everybody involved in our church, uh, we love you, Chris. You just did an amazing job. And I want to take this minute, this moment, uh, because we're kind of in a different setting. We're not physically together on today. I wanted to tell you guys, uh, volunteers, everybody that makes church, Radiate Church, (coughs) so special and so amazing. Thank you so much for what you do. Uh, But more than what you do, thank you for who you are. Uh, It's amazing that we get to chase the kingdom uh, together with you. We don't have to do it alone and you guys make things happen. I was, uh, while listening and worshiping for a moment, I was thinking back to our media and our sound teams um, and how important Zach is and Chris is and Matt and Brian and so many people back there in the, in the, in the media booth uh, that serve so selflessly each and every week. Uh, our worship team, Radiate Worship, our Connect team. I miss our family today, but so excited for all of you guys. Thank you for what you do. So we decided to do it this way. Uh, You had to refresh your streams because there was two different live streams going because Chris and I aren't in the same building. And so uh, I wanted to do it live today. We had an option to where we could have posted a recorded video, but I honestly decided that I wanted to go live. And here's why. Uh, because I wanted to be able to speak <coughs> directly to whatever situation was happening uh, today at uh, in in Kershaw County, in the state, in the in the town, or whatever it was. And uh, so, as you can tell, you woke up this morning, and honestly, we probably could have gone to church today. We probably could have had services. It's not real, real dangerous outside. Uh, it's it's not that bad, but. As you know, uh, coming about midweek, they were expecting, they were honestly talking about 2015 uh, type floods, and they were talking about that amount of rain and that amount of wind, and it was very, very dangerous. And I was following from afar. I had the opportunity to be in Oklahoma City this week, and I had to fly in early because they were canceling my flight. And so I had to actually fly in a day and a half early. And so we made the decision on Thursday or Friday morning uh, to uh, that we were going to cancel, that we were going to not have services. We weren't going to ask our volunteers and our, our team members, our family, to come out in a dangerous situation and what they were predicting to be dangerous. And I was watching the news last night, and um, I, as I was watching the news, the meteorologist literally said these words. He said, we have dodged a major bullet. And uh, what he said was the way the storm had tracked Uh, We, here in Kershaw County, were actually going to miss a lot of the torrential uh, downpours, the the flooding rains, and so we're grateful for that. Um, I was looking at the the projection earlier, and it's crazy. Cassett and Bethune and the upper north side of Kershaw County 
is actually getting pelted pretty hard uh, with a lot of rain today, but it's not coming down this way. And so we're grateful. However, how many of you know that sometimes our blessing is somebody else's uh, problem? And so there are a lot of people hurting today. There's a lot of people on the coast. I've been in contact with some friends of mine that live down there and pastor down there. Uh, there's some people down there with flooding and, and messed up homes and messed up churches. There's places in North Carolina. I'm being, I've got some phone calls into some of those guys. And here's what we're trying to figure out. What can we do as Radiate Church? What can we do in Elgin, South Carolina to serve them and help them? So I want you to be on guard. I want you to keep a, fa a look on Facebook and email and all those things so that we can serve those that are in need uh, the best we can because we may be blessed to have missed it, but there's people that weren't. There's people that weren't, uh, that didn't miss it. It doesn't mean we prayed harder and were more favored. It just is the track of the storm. And so I want to continue praying, <coughs> excuse me, for those guys as we continue going. If you hear many prayer requests, I've noticed the prayer wall has been very active the past few days on the app. Make sure you're checking that out. And uh, as always, a, a, an all, a constant uh, reminder is to check out our life groups on our website and sign up for those so that we can do life together. Uh, as uh, you can tell, sometimes things happen and uh, we have one of our own. She's out of electricity and she's been asking her life group and some other people, places she serves uh, for some help in that. So want to want to do that, but want to encourage you too that if, uh, if you want to continue remaining faithful in your giving, if you want to give, uh, you can go to our website, you can do the app, website, the, the, the text to give. Everything still works just like normal. So we want you to, to still remain faithful in your tithing. Or if you want to give, we are going to be helping some places uh, be faithful in serving. So we've been in this series, and I, I wanted to do it live, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about something that is a major issue. So we've been talking about this series, Going Pro. Uh, this is the third week of it, and going pro is not some hyped up uh, message or series that we wanted to do. Here's the whole point of going pro is to internally develop something that can externally carry us. And so what I mean by that is, is a lot of times we can get in positions to where we can use our, our, um, we can use our gifts, we can use our talents, we can use our abilities, we can use things, but if we don't internally build some spiritual disciplines, we don't internally build some character and some integrity in our lives, then the problem is, is that what happens on the inside can determine how long we operate on the outside. It can determine how well and successful we are on the outside. And so that's the problem is a lot of times we can be successful ex uh, externally, but internally we're being eaten away by a cancer of lack of character that is killing us. And so we don't want to do that. And so we've been going through this series, Going Pro, and it's been a powerful series. It's been great as we've looked at some internal things of how to handle when our experience doesn't line up with our expectation or our place doesn't line up with our promise or however you want to say it. And so I want to talk to you about this thought today. Uh, and I'm going to give you my full message. I got all my notes sitting right here. I'm giving you the full message today. I just, I need you to amen from home. Uh, I need you to do whatever. I got my little amen corner somewhere in here. I got my wife. She's back behind the camera. My little boy is here. I've got my amen corner ready to rock and roll. My other kids, they're in another room because they go crazy when they amen. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about this thought. Pros are courageous. Amateurs are fearful. I want to talk about this topic today. I want you to take notes. Is this, we're going to punch the fear in the throat. How do I 
punch fear in the throat. What do I need to do to punch fear in the throat? I want to give you an example of something that may seem a little off track for a moment. Uh, so uh, this summer, as you know, if you're part of Radiate Church or have been throughout, through the summer, uh, we had the awesome opportunity and blessing to go to the beach for a while and uh, go on vacation. And they have these things. You've probably seen them. Uh, they're set up in the middle of malls, and it's called a dragon's breath. Maybe you've tried them. Maybe you haven't, right? And basically, it's like little balls of uh, pretty much crushed Fruit Loops, if you ask me. Uh, they taste actually really good, but they have um, dry ice poured over them, and they are incredibly cold. Now, here's what they tell you uh, whenever you uh, get them, right? So you're holding the cup, and the cup just like is real cold to your hand. But they tell you don't touch the actual piece with your with your skin, with your fingers. Use the toothpick and put it directly in your mouth and, and crunch immediately. Like they tell you to eat it immediately because they don't want it. It's so cold that it'll stick to your tongue or your lip or whatever, right? So I'm sitting there holding it, and when you crunch into it, maybe you've seen it, the, the, the smoke comes out of your mouth. It actually looks really, really cool, and it, it's not a bad taste. Um, it's just one of those things you kind of do and for nostalgia or just a memory, and then you move forward. But I'm holding the cup, and we're taking the toothpick, and I'm a little freaked out at first. But um, I, I don't know why. I got a really big mouth, but in that moment, I, I couldn't open my mouth big enough to put the whole thing in there to eat it, and so the ball... Uh, it, 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 the, the, the treat actually got stuck on my lip for a minute and it freaked me out. Like it got stuck and it wouldn't move. Right. So I had to give it a minute to warm up enough to where it, it released and I could chew it. Same thing happened, but it freaked me out because I was like, I'm about to lose my lip. Like it's going to tear my entire jaw off of my face because I'm, I'm, you know, I, I got this, this dry eye stuck to my, to my lip. And, and I want to tell you something that, that, that I was thinking about this message, and that's a lot like what fear is. Fear freezes us in place. Fear causes us to look at a situation, and instead of being courageous, instead of being faithful, instead of being obedient, instead of moving forward, it makes us freeze in that moment because in that moment, I couldn't get that thing off my lip. It was frozen right there. But here's what courage does. Courage in Christ melts the freezing, it melts it, makes it warm enough to where we can move it and make progress. Fear will always keep us from making progress. Courage will always force us to make pro progress every single time. And, and I asked you on social media, I asked you on social media, what are some of your fears? What are some of your fears? What are some things that you're fearful of, that you're afraid of in your life, right? Some are rational, some are not rational. Some are uh, 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 ridiculous and funny, and some are not. Some are very serious. Here's some of what you said. I only got a few here. So some of you said that, or, or several of you said, one of your fears is losing someone close to you. Losing That's totally rational, totally understandable. We become attached to people here on earth, and uh, we don't want to lose that relationship and that connection with them. Totally understand. Uh, some of you said being alone. <coughs> some of you are fearful of just being by yourself, right? Some of you are fearful of, uh, somebody put on there that they're fearful of olives. You're fearful. I don't know what an olive is going to do to you. I don't know why you're fearful of olives, but you're fearful of an, <coughs> of an olive. Um, a couple of you actually put this, that you're afraid of being too close to people. You're, you're afraid of being too close to people, that you don't want to get too close to someone because of the relationship that is built and what if they walk away from you and what if they leave you. Um, and that ties in with losing someone close to you as, as well. Some of you are afraid of failing. Uh, I totally understand that. 
Uh, that's one of my biggest fears in life is failure. I don't want to be a failure at what I do. But here's the truth about that. Let me just speak a truth into the fear of failure because a lot of us have that. The truth of the matter is uh, that failure is one of the greatest teaching tools that we could ever have in our life. Uh, failure will teach you more than any book, any preacher, any professor, anybody in life can teach you. And here's why we're afraid of failure because of the outlook that other people have on failure. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is is one of the, some of the greatest lessons I've ever had have been through failure. And so sometimes the fear of failure keeps us from taking a step of obedience because we're afraid of how it's going to be perceived. But the truth of the matter is it teaches us more than it hurts us, right? So you're, you're afraid of failing. And then here's the last one. And this one is a common uh, fear that many of us have. Snakes, spiders, roaches, insects, you know, bugs, things like, like that. Uh, I hate snakes. Cannot stand snakes. Snakes terrify me. And um, I, I never want to deal, deal with a snake ever. I will deal with dead ones. That's about it. But here's the interesting thing about fear. Scientifically, scientifically, we're only born with two fears. Think about that. We're only actually born with two fears. We're born with the fear of falling. And we're born with the fear of loud noises. So last night I was playing with bro, uh, with Cullen. Cullen is about four months old now. And uh, I was playing with him, and he was making these, these shrieking noises, right? And so I started making them back to him, and I scared him so bad, he just got really upset, started crying and freaking out. And I thought back to this. We're only born with two fears, falling and failure. I mean falling and loud noises. Every other, Here's what that means. Every other fear that we encounter is a learned fear. That's a, that's a powerful thought. Yeah. Every other fear, the fear of losing someone, the fear of being too close, the fear of failure, the fear of roaches or snakes or all these things, every other fear we ever have in life scientifically is a learned fear. Here's what that means to me. Here's what that means. That means that uh, everything that we allow to speak fear into our life is from something we've experienced or been taught in the past. Think about that for a second. So if you're afraid of being poor one day, then chances are you've experienced somewhere down the line someone that has struggled in their life financially. If, if you're afraid of someone leaving you, uh, then chances are somewhere in your life you've experienced that. And so we've learned fear. But here's the problem. The problem is not learn, going through an experience is difficult and so we have fear. The problem is we allow the fear to dictate our courage. And, and we can come into this thing to where what, we're learn, what we've learned in our life uh, through, through experiences has dictated the steps we take and the courage that we have. Um, and the difference between someone that is uh, controlled by courage and someone that is controlled by fear is this. The difference is the way that things are perceived, the way we see things. The difference in someone that walks in courage and someone that walks in fear is simply the way things are perceived, the way things are seen. So here's why I say that. If you walk with courage, then you see things as nothing is too big for you. Nothing is too big for you. You can go through anything. God is with you. Uh, Fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. You know, whom shall I fear? You know, all these things. That takes you and you're like, oh, I have nothing to be afraid of, so therefore I'm courageous in everything I do. I'm going to go big or go home. I'm going to go out and I'm going to make all these things, and I'm not going to allow the fear of, of a learned experience dictate my obedience and my step of faith. However, someone controlled by fear, everything is too big for you. Right? So I have a fear of snakes. I hate snakes. Can't stand snakes. Here's why. Because as a kid, when I was real little, I watched my dad kill a rattlesnake 
that was massive, and I wasn't far from him when they found him. And so I became afraid because I had been watching National Geographic earlier about rattlesnake bites and how they can kill you over time. And so I learned and adapted this fear by based on what I had learned. But the problem is, is when that fear kicks in, it freezes me in the moment, so I can't make progress toward anything that has uh, uh, association with that fear. So if there's a snake in my backyard, I'm not going in my backyard. So I'm frozen in the moment of where I am because of the fear that, uh, uh, because of the progression is associated with fear. But can I tell you something? Listen to me. This is important to know. Often, when God is trying to take us somewhere, He will take us straight through the barrier of our fears because we can't get to the next uh, season while we're afraid of everything that's going to happen. It's just the way it is. Uh, courage, courage isn't grasping for straws. Okay, courage isn't just going and doing things just to do them. And I'm going to be courageous, and I'm going to do that. Courage is standing on a foundational truth despite societal objections. Courage is is stand, Let me say that again. Courage is standing on a foundational truth despite societal objections. Man, you can if you stand on your faith and society comes against you then the truth of the matter is courage is standing on that truth despite what everybody else comes against you. Fear is simply a, a distraction that keeps us from focusing on the right thing. That's what fear is. Fear is trying to get our, our eyes on everything around us. I'm afraid of what people might say about me, so I'm going to look over here rather than look at the, 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 the prize on the other end. I'm afraid of what may happen, so I'm going to look on that. Let me, let me read some scripture to you real quick with you. Daniel Chapter 6, Daniel chapter 6, and I want to read 16 through 25 to you, if I can, because I've got a light shining directly in my eye, and all I see is a big spot right now. But um, Daniel chapter 6, verses 16 through 25 says this, Then the king gave orders, and Daniel was brought in and cast into the lion's den. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Your God, whom you constantly serve, will himself deliver you. A stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet ring of his nobles, so that nothing would be changed in regard to Daniel. So nobody could come in and pull him out or change anything, right? Because what you got to understand is the reason the king is doing this is because uh, Daniel was a an overseer to a district for the king, and the king had just made a rule, a law, that you could not serve or pray to another god other than him, and Daniel continued doing that. Somebody found him, set him up, turned him into the king, and the king had to uphold his own law, right? All right, so, so nothing could be changed in regard to Daniel. Verse 18, Then the king went off to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no entertainment was brought before him, and his sleep fled from him. He loved Daniel. He appreciated Daniel. This hurt him to have to do this, right? Verse 19, then the king arose at dawn at the break of day and went into haste, went in haste to the lion's den. And when he had come near to the den to Daniel, uh, near the den to Daniel, he cried out with a troubled voice. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you constantly serve, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel spoke to the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. And they have not harmed me. Inasmuch as I found an innocent before him, I also, for, uh, I also toward you. O king, I have committed no crime. Then the king was very pleased and gave orders for Daniel to be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den with no injury whatsoever found on him. 
because he had trusted his God. Verse 24, the king then gave orders and they brought those men who had maliciously accused Daniel and they cast them, their children and their wives into the lion's den. Don't come against God's anointed. I'm telling you, it won't end well. Into the lion's den. And they had not reached the bottom of the den before the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then Darius the king wrote to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language who were living in all the land. And here's what he wrote. May your peace abound. There's a couple things I want to talk to you about real quick. I told you I was giving you the whole thing today. Because it's good. And here's what the first one is. Daniel, you got to understand, earlier in Scripture, Daniel was an overseer of a district. I just talked about that. But here's what Daniel did that was so wrong that caused him to be cast into the lion's den. It says that Daniel did just as he had always done every day before the law took place. He went to a window that was facing Jerusalem three times a day and prayed to God. It doesn't say that Daniel disliked the law, so therefore Daniel went out and deliberately disobeyed and dishonored the king because he disagreed with the law. No, 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 no. Daniel only did what he was already doing because it was a foundational discipline in his life, not because of disagreement, but because of discipline. Daniel had the courage to continue doing what he knew he needed to do, not because of disagreement, but because of discipline. Here is part of the issue for many of us today, right? Here's what we've got to shift in our thinking. A lot of times we think it's courage to step up against something that we disagree with. That's not courage. That's not courage. Now, it is courageous to take a stance against something if it's your foundational truth. But if somebody says or does something that you don't agree with and you never have cared about it until now, it's not courageous to cause a scene. It's courageous to create a discipline that's deep in us. And many of us are courageous about something that's not foundational. Many of us are courageous about something. We are courageous about somebody else getting offended about something somebody else said. So we will jump in on their act of courageousness and their act of conviction, and we will jump on their foundational truth when it's not our foundational truth. We will jump on what they believe, not what we believe. We won't research the issue. We won't know the past. We won't know the details. We won't know the part that the media hasn't told us and the other person hasn't said. And we'll latch on to somebody else's story that uh, that is maybe their foundational truth, but it's not ours. And we want to act in the act of courageousness when the truth of the matter is we're not being courageous, we're being leeches. And so we're leeching on to something that's not a foundational truth. David did something the law told him not to do, but he did it as a foundational discipline in his life. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and break the law. I don't think you go out and break the law. The truth of the matter is Daniel had been doing this consistently and constantly no matter what was taking place in his life. He had done this long before. And we'll be courageous about making sure our pride isn't hurt, right? So if there's something that happens in our life (coughs) that can make us look bad, We'll be courageous about tearing somebody else down so that we don't feel so bad. But what we won't be courageous about is standing up and saying, you know what, I was wrong, I did this wrong, this is my fault, I reacted in the wrong way. We won't be courageous in extending grace. We won't be courageous in asking for forgiveness, but we will sure be courageous about when somebody doesn't do it for us. We gotta be courageous about the right things. We gotta be courageous in the right moments. David was courageous about a foundational discipline, not a societal objection, right? There's a major difference. And then fear, we gotta understand this and remember this. Fear isn't staying away from doing something. Fear isn't staying away from something. Fear is allowing the unknown to hijack the reward. Yeah. Think about that, right? So 
when we didn't know, we didn't know what was going to happen with this storm. So we made a call. There are going to be calls you have to make in your life that you don't know the outcome of the, of the storm. You don't know the outcome on the other side. Sometimes it's going to be good. Like today, we wake up, it's rainy, it's a little windy, it's not bad. There's nobody really has a lot of uh, flooding or damage around here. We, we, we came out on the other side of the storm. It was positive and we could have moved on through our life, but we didn't make the call out of fear. We made it out of safety because we felt like we needed to. You won't always know the outcome, but you can't let fear freeze you in your tracks so that you never move forward. Some of us, part of the reason that we can't move forward in our lives professionally, uh, uh, mentally, spiritually, uh, emotionally is because we've allowed the fear of pride, the fear of whatever's going on in your life. We've allowed the fear to freeze us where we are and we haven't allowed the courageousness, the courage of God to come up in us and move us forward. We can't stop thinking about the hurt that we've gone through. We can't stop living in the unforgiveness and the pain and the frustration and all that stuff. And the truth of the matter is, going pro means that we're not frozen by fear. Going pro means we're relieved by courage. Pros walk in courage every single time. Um, we often get way too fearful of the risk. And so we forfeit the reward. I can't get into a friendship or relationship with this person because I have a fear of what I've experienced in the past and I've learned this fear. And so now you have to pay the price for a fear that I've allowed to overtake me. Wow. Yeah. And the deal is, is I, we, we will forfeit the reward of a relationship mm. because of the learned knowledge of a fear. Wow. And I, I'm just here to listen. Some of you are watching this. And some of you, you won't go to church physically, but you'll come to church online. Some of us, we're fearful come on. of relationship. Can I tell you, some of you are watching this and you're afraid of church because of what you've experienced and you've learned to fear. And the truth is, is that everybody is flawed. Everybody's messed up. Everybody's different and everything hurts. And the bottom line is actually really, really simple. People are messed up people and there is no perfect church. It's not going to happen. So stop letting the fear of church keep you from the community of Jesus, the body of Christ, and the relationship with it. So don't let fear keep you from the reward of being a part of the body of Christ. Yeah. I remember whenever we started our second campus uh, that is now our main campus here in Elgin, in Kershaw County, there was a fear. I got this question all the time. Pastor, are you going to be teaching online? Are you going to be on a screen? Or are you going to be live? I got that question all the time. Had a lady tell me one time, and I, lo I love her dearly. She told me, she said she wouldn't attend uh, uh, the campus or the, the, the service that I was going to be on the screen, right? I've been told that by multiple people. It wasn't just one person. And here's the thing that I had to come to the realization of. We're fearful of a new technology of getting the, the message out. Can I tell you, there's going to come a day where Radiate Church will be on a screen at certain locations. And the truth of the matter is, I'm not afraid of that. And here's why. Because the reward of doing it and reaching thousands more people is yeah. way greater than oh. the fear of sitting back and worrying about who may get mad about it. Yeah. Because here's the thing, we'll sit down on our phones and we'll watch today, we'll watch Elevation, we'll watch New Spring, we'll watch Radiate, we'll watch Venue, we'll watch LifePoint, we'll watch it on a phone, but God forbid we get up and go to a church to be a part of a physical body of Christ and watch the preacher give the same message that is life-giving and kingdom-giving on a screen. Yeah. Right? It's the way we perceive. It's the way we perceive something. It's 
There's going to come a day. Multiple campuses are in the future of this church. Maybe soon, maybe later. I don't know. But the truth is, there's going to come a day it's going to be on a screen. And if we're not okay with that, if we let the fear of disconnection with the pastor keep us, then we're going to church for the wrong reason. You're not there to connect with me. You're there to connect with God and each other. It's not just with me. Come on, I can camp out on that all day, but I'll stop. So Daniel was uh, acting on a foundational discipline, a foundational truth. I hope you're still with me. Don't check out because we're getting to the good point here. And it says this. It says that Daniel was put in the lion's den because it was the law that Darius had written for everybody and he had to hold his governor, his his uh, district official, Daniel, to the same law he held everybody else to, right? A lot of times we can think that the more the higher we rise, the more we're above the law, but we're not. Mm. We're not. God's law is universal for every one of us. The law, And by law, I don't mean some religious tradition of singing certain songs and acting certain ways. I mean the law of faithfulness, the law of loyalty, the law of obedience, the law of submission is the law of God. And so <clears throat> he was put into this thing. He was put in the lion's den because of his courage. Think about that. Your courage, listen to me, you've got to know this. I'm, 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 I'm in the middle of writing a, a resource for people that just accept Christ right now. I'm, I'm, I've started on it this week. I'm going to write a little book on it. And this is one thing that I talk about is that a lot of times we move into a relationship with God and we think because of the relationship with God that, that we are now going to be popular and everything's going to be okay. Can I tell you something? That's a lie. That's a lie from Satan. That's a lie from hell. In fact... The moment you step out in courage, people will come against you. Yes. People will hate it because they're afraid of something and you're not. Wow. Because they're allowing courage to dictate them and you're not. I, that doesn't mean they're bad. That doesn't mean they're bad. That means that, see, this whole thing, church is not about going to church. Church is about growing and changing perspective and changing our minds. Yeah. If you're coming to church and you're not growing your mind and seeing things differently and your spirit isn't increasing day by day by day by day by day, then we're doing it the wrong way. Okay? But the truth of the matter is, as we change, we start to see courage as opportunity, fear as opportunity, not as a freezing point. And so you will not always be popular in your courage, but you will be productive. Even if you fail in your courage, you will still be productive because you will learn and you will grow. You gotta step out on what you know. You gotta step out on what God is teaching, what God is leading, where God is taking us. Uh, when you're courageous in the things of God, it causes your roots to dig deeper. And you have to draw from a well of water that is deeper than a shallow puddle. Yeah. Right? You know where trees get their nourishment is the depth underground. They don't get it from on top of the ground the water you see, see sitting. It's all whenever that water seeps down into the ground and it goes deep and those roots start to suck it up from the bottom up and then it goes up to the top of the plant. Can I tell you something? Many of us, as we follow God, we think we're being courageous by showing up on Sunday mm. and we think we're being courageous by not doing anything Monday through Saturday for our spiritual life. But I, by God, I'm going to church on Sunday and I'll scream and I'll shout and I'll lift my hands and that stuff is great. But the truth of the matter is you're sucking water from a puddle Come on. and it will not cause you to grow deep. You've that got to get great. to a place to where the water 
on Sunday seeps down into your soul. I'm getting into something yeah. now. And it seeps down into who you are and what you do. And it seeps so deep that the bottom of your spirit begins to suck it up into your heart. And now everything that you are, the fruit of your life, the, fr the limbs of your life, the, 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 the leaves of your life, everything everybody encounters is now dripping of the nourishment that the puddle has seeped uh -huh. down into your soul. And you're not walking around going, I can't wait till Sunday because I got to get my Jesus on. No, 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 no. I can't wait till Sunday because the water then begins to seep down in my soul. But Monday through Saturday, Monday through Sunday, I'm living this thing out because it's nourishing me deep. Yeah. Courage causes Good. the roots to dig deep to a nourishing pool rather than a shallow puddle. Man, that's good. Yeah. And the truth is, is we've got to learn to walk in courage, not in, not in fear. And then, this has been interesting to me. I, I love this concept. I've never picked up on this before, and I've heard this story my entire life. And I'm, I'm ending in just a moment with this. But if you read the story as, you, as we did, you read to where... Darius goes at the end and he writes a proclamation to anybody he could that said, uh, may peace be with you. In other words, that's, that's a statement of God right there. That's a faith statement. But before that, here's why. Because Darius upheld the law and put Daniel in the lion's den like he was supposed to. But God, through the obedience of Daniel, because of the courage of his foundational truth, listen to me, shut the mouth of the lion. Yeah. That's the miracle but it doesn't say he shut up the lion. Come on. Follow me. The lions could still roar, mm. but they couldn't bite. That is good. The lions could still make noise, but they couldn't harm. Mm. See, fear is a noise that's supposed to distract you to make you think that harm can come your way wow. that can't come your way. It's just roaring in your direction. Part... Oh man, there's so many of us in, in me and my life. I get distracted by the roar. Mm. And I think that the roar is going to hurt me, but the roar is a noise to get me to look away from God yeah. and look at the roar, the source of the noise. Listen to me right now. You may be in a place to where you need courage like never before, but I need to tell you something. You may be in a place where you hear a whole bunch of roaring around you. Yeah. But the roar, God never says the roar will stop. What he tells Daniel is, they will not harm you. Here's what I need you to know. The more as a church we step out and we go to video campuses and we launch online campuses and we increase our, our reach and we go to other towns and we start home campuses and, and, and we start reaching out into these areas, can I tell you the roar will get louder because there will be more lions in the den. But God has promised you and he's promised me as we step out in faith and we follow our foundational truth and our foundational discipline that's changing our lives as we focus on God, the roar won't hurt us. The lion's mouth is shut. He cannot harm you. He cannot bite you. He cannot crush you. Yeah. He can roar at you. He can make noise at you. But he will not destroy you. And it's only because God is in the house, in your life. He's in this church. He's in your life. He's in your house today as you wait out Hurricane Florence. Because it's roaring, but it's not hurting. Come on. 
Here's what I'm telling you. I sat in our house last night and the wind started picking up and I was sitting in a corner, sitting right over here and I looked at Megan and I said, I hear a helicopter. I walked outside there was no helicopter. Here's what it was. I figured it out about 10 minutes later. And when the winds picked up, it started pushing on my door and the winds were moving the trees and all this stuff and it was, there's two walls in this corner. I started hearing them come together and it sounded like a deeper mo movement. It was noise, but we're home safe today. Yeah. It didn't hurt us. It didn't bother us. No trees fell on the house. We are okay. It made, no, come on. There's noise being made in your life, but it can't hurt you as yes. long as we're walking in the peace of God. As long as we're walking the wisdom of God. As long as we're walking in the direction of God. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you need to punch fear in the yes. throat today and say, you can roar at me, but you cannot destroy me. That's right. You can roar in my general vicinity, but you will not destroy me. I'm walking in a foundational truth because here's the truth of the matter. Listen to me. Even if the lions would have killed Daniel in the den, he still won. Mm. He still won, and that's what Daniel knew. He knew it because he was living a foundational discipline of obedience to who God was. He didn't have to earn God's love. He just was loved. He didn't have to earn what God was doing in his life. God was just doing it. That's good. Here's why. Because when God's called you to something, it's done. That's right. Our job is to get to where it's done. Hmm. Come on. Even if they killed him, he won. That's good. Because he was courageous enough to stand on a foundational discipline. Courage or courageous, being courageous is stepping out of the comfort zone for the reward. Can I tell you, I just want to challenge you today. Listen to me. If you serve at Radiate Church, I need to tell you something. This church is only beginning. If you think the way we're doing it now is the way that's going to get us to our next season, you're crazy. The reason I tell you that is because we can get lulled into thinking that. I want to challenge all of our team members to do something. However you serve right now in this capacity... I want you to take it five steps further and do it even better. And here's why. Because when we step out of the comfort zone of what we know into the excellence of the unknown, the reward is greater out of obedience. Every single time. Courageousness, courage, and stepping out of a comfort zone that we're used to yeah. into the unknown for God. Fear is staying in the comfort zone of what we know because we're afraid of the risk. Because we're afraid of the risk. What, what would happen? This may happen if I do that. So what? I had one of my mentors told me this one time. He said, what's the worst that can happen? And I told him the worst that could happen in the decision. And he goes, and? So you pick up on the other side of it and you make it happen. You, you pick up and go forward. And? I want to say this to you today. Your fear? And? And? If you fail, and? You learn something. It's good. I fear. I fail. And everybody sees it. And? Show them how to rebound from failure then. Like, it doesn't matter. Fear has crippled our society, our church, and the kingdom of God for entirely too long. Yes. It's crippled us. It's kept us frozen in place. And that's why you look and you see across the nation, the church, the capital C church, a lot of times is still stuck in a generation that we're no longer reaching. It's because fear has crippled us and frozen us in a place, in a moment. In Radiant Church, if you are not careful, we will do the same thing. 
But we got to move forward. we got to progress. we got to keep going. And I don't want to see that in your life. I don't want to see that as an organization, as a corporation. I don't want to see that. Who cares? Pros walk in courage. Who cares about the roar? Who cares about the noise? Let's go. Let's punch fear in the throat and let's move forward. So here's what I want to do for you today. I want to pray over everybody watching this or that will watch this this week. I want to pray over you that the handcuffs of fear would leave our lives and we would walk in courage. Now, here's what that's going to mean. That's going to mean, remember what I said at the beginning. Oftentimes, God's greatest things in our lives go straight through the barrier of our fear. Wow. You're going to have to face your fear. You're going to have to. There's some silly ones that we just need to get over, I guess. Right? But often, God's going to take us straight through the barrier of our fear because here's what he wants us to know. It's not about you. It's about the power within you. That's why Paul writes in, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians, where he says that the power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is the Spirit that lives in you. It's the Holy Spirit that empowers us. So let me pray over you today that we would increase our thinking and our perspective and we would perceive things a different way through the power of God so that we can do something different and go pro in our courage. Father, I honor you. I thank you that you see into us when we get it right, when we get it wrong, when we're frustrated, when we're not. God, and you see into us. You see potential. You see power. You see purpose at all times. And God, I thank you that there are people that want to throw us in a lion's den. And who cares? Who cares? God, you're not judging me based on that. You're judging me based on my foundational discipline of obedience to you. And so, God, I pray that we would be like Daniel. That we would create these disciplines that draw us closer to you and nobody, nothing, no societal objection, no opinion of anyone can hold us back from that. God, I pray that we would be pros and walk in courage and stay out of fear. God, I thank you that you've protected us. You've protected us from this storm. But God, there's many others that are hurting today. They're waking up and their homes are gone or flooded. Their cars are gone or flooded. God, that trees are down and power lines are down and there's people still without power. God, I pray that in this moment, in this day, wherever they are, whether we know them or we don't, that you'd wrap your arms around them and your spirit would become real to them. God, that you'd move in them and let them know that there's a higher power at work. And God, your ways are not our ways and your thoughts are not our thoughts. And we may not be able to perceive a storm as a blessing, but I pray that your comfort would allow us to see it that way a little bit better. God, use us as a church to go out and reach people that are hurting. And God, thank you for this amazing community of people that get on live today and get on later on today to hear about how to punch fear in the throat. We're tired of being frozen in a moment because of fear. Let us move forward and progress because of courage. God, I believe that you're doing something. Take the handcuffs off of us, off of so many today, God, and let us move forward with the kingdom and with purpose and with power. In your name, amen. Guys, I'm going to do something in just a moment. Uh, I'm going to post whenever I get off of this. I'm going to repost the story of Ashley Lucas and what she has gone through in her life. And I want to repost that story, and here's why. Because it takes courage to get through things. And she went through something that was really life-changing for her. And we did a story on it. She allowed us to share her story. And I want to reshare that in just a few moments because I want you to hear a story of how courage changes lives. Guys, I don't know what this week's going to hold, but here's what I do know. 
you'll have an opportunity to be courageous. You'll have, to have an opportunity to also be fearful. But we're going to be pros. We're tired of being frozen in a moment. It's time to move forward with progression. Hey, Radiate, I love you. I miss you. You need to do what you can to get as many people to Radiate as possible next week as we go into week four of Going Pro and we continue this discussion of what we need to do to be the best that we can be with God. I love you guys. You need to go sign up for some life groups, get connected, and, and you know if you're going to give, give. Go on our website for giving. Go on our le- website for life groups. Go on our website to get connected to a team. I love you guys. I'll see you next Sunday. Have a great week. We're so glad you joined us today at the Radiate Church Podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry in any way, let us know. Send us an email at youmatter at radiatechurch.net to share how God is working in your life. Join us in reaching others by investing today at radiatechurch.net slash give. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive weekly messages delivered right to your phone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.